0: Welcome to Business and Bubble Tea. Here on the podcast today, we have with us Shwar Leo, the founder of Meetup Biotech. It was founded in April 2022 and is a startup company dedicated to improving fermentation technology for the natural juice-based gluten-free drinks and FMCG business. Shwar, it's great to have you on the podcast with us today. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, welcome to Business and Bubble Tea. Um, I'll start with the first question, and we would like to know more about Meetup and especially um, about the process behind your products.
2: Right. Uh, So actually, uh, well, first of all, let me give you guys some uh, background. Uh, The reason why we founded this company and the reason why we spent a lot of money on R&D to produce the gluten-free and also less harmful, let's say, Uh, alcohol product is because we realize not only in China, especially actually overseas, it's a global phenomenon. The generation that are paying much more attention to their health conditions, and they want to indulge themselves at the same time, try to reduce the harm uh, through whatever uh, ways, especially when they are drinking alcohol. And then if you look at the existing products, we have a lot of alcohol-free Products, but there's nothing funny about alcohol-free. You you lose the the best part of the alcohol, right? Uh, however, when you are when you are drinking the the alcoholic beverages, you will either uh, have something with with super high sugar level, uh, or say beer. Beer has both what well, especially IPA. You have both high sugar level, you have high gluten as well. So we say okay. Uh, what about trying to create something that with a uh, low sugar level or nearly zero sugar level, and then gluten? Uh, try to load down the gluten uh, content, uh, but however, you need to be as easy to drink as beer, as refreshing as beer. Uh, the first of the first of category we thought was actually cider. Actually. The drink we we created is more like a creative cider, and because the uh, if you fermentate the IPO juice, uh, you get uh, more easy to to drink uh, taste, and the, the sparkling part of the uh, the fermentation. I mean, the, the fermentation will uh, create a natural gas, and uh, when you are drinking that type of naturally brewed alcohol, you feel. Uh, when your body feel, feels that you are, uh, it's more, more friendly for your body to, to, to swallow that. And, uh, so we, we did a lot of experiments. We spent actually uh 10 million RMB on the R and D and, uh, we, up we launched a several, uh, seven generations of the products and the recent ones, uh, the recent two ones are, are we say successful, both in terms of the sugar level uh, also the gluten content and also the, the richness in, in the taste, the different layer of the taste, um, while well, we, of course, we, and we modified a lot of technology during the fermentation process. We adjusted the, 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 the uh, temperature, uh, the pressure, and also the period of time of brewing, Yeah, it's like combining beer, uh, cider and champagne together, yeah. Champagne, can technology, I, I, but state,
0: yeah. And and can so. I can I just check? We we interviewed one company called Impossy Brew that was founded by Mark Wong, and I'm just wondering because that's a UK-focused company. What's the market like in China for which category? For your sort of in non-alcohol the... non-alcoholic beers.
2: Well, well, I mean, my product contains alcohol. Well, I I always. Have a doubt about the non-alcoholic drinks in China? I've been <laughs> in beer business for quite a few years, actually over ten years, mostly in China. Sometimes uh, spent the two years in Belgium. I realized one thing, though: in, in China, we have the service, the uh, the Taizha service. It's like you have the the driver driving for you. Yeah. In other in China. Right, so so that means you drink whatever you want, and then you invite a Daijiao to drive back for you. It's nothing like that in Europe or in the US. No, you I, have don't, I don't
0: think there Europe. is no. <laughs> yeah, no exactly. digest no digest here.
2: You need to drive for yourself, and that's the big hurdle for you guys to to drink and drive at the same time. But in back in China, you drink and you don't drive. You invite somebody else. You hire somebody else to drive for you. So that kind of hurts the market potential for non-alcoholic drinks. I I had an interview a couple of days ago with an American investor. He said, according to his research, over 40% of the young generation, they refuse to drink alcoholic drinks anymore. That was a big shock to me, surprise to me. But it's nothing like that in China. Young consumers are still looking for, actually looking for more alcoholic experiences. The, the percentage of people who haven't drunk alcohol, overall population, I mean, the people have to be above 18 years old, is over 50%. And nearly more than 70% of female drinkers haven't tried alcoholic drinks before. So that's a huge market ahead, ahead of us for low alcoholic beverages, Of course, we will, at some time, launch zero alcohol drinks, uh, but not for the moment. I think alcoholic drinks still have a huge potential to grow.
1: You said your idea started from a trend that we can see in the European-American markets about people being more aware of possible consequences of alcohol or also like fermentation. Is something changing there as well?
2: Different groups, I would say. For the female drinkers, of course, let's say majority of the female drinkers and more male drinkers, they are preferring the lower alcoholic beverages, actually. They they want to indulge themselves at the same time. They don't want to uh, lose control of themselves. I, I think this is the similar uh, trend for uh, compared with other countries, yeah.
0: Looking more at your kind of journey as an entrepreneur, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what led you to found um, Meetup? I
2: spent over ten years in in beer industry, uh, and, uh, mostly with the multinationals. I started with the uh, Stelcoir team actually in Belgium that was Inbav back then, then AB Inbav, and then Heineken. And I, I did my MBA in Rotterdam, Erasmus uh, University. Throughout the years of working on and, uh, and the study, uh, both in China and overseas, I, I realized my, my, my real passion is still among the consumer goods business package, yes. good business. However, I do now, um, oh. I, 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 how, how, how do I put it? I do not want to spend the rest of my, my life producing or helping big brands to grow their brand in, in my home market know. or other markets, right? So I would say, why why don't I use what I have learned in, in those areas and then create something by myself, for myself and then for for the consumers that, that I understand more. That's why actually I founded uh, this company and uh, to produce the, the less harmful um, alcoholic uh, products I uh, it's also... Kind of the the go. goal. I mean, I I persuaded a lot of my partners uh, for this concept. that they say, okay, uh, yeah, alcoholic drinks, the beverages definitely have its benefits. It makes you happy. Uh, you 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 need something to release, and this is the uh, the legal uh, plus yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, indulging enough. And then if if it happens to be less harmful, I wouldn't say healthy. It's not healthy at all to drink alcohol then it's, it's a perfect uh, combination so with this goal what we'll, would we'll say our ambition in mind we, we worked really hard on r&d we actually we spent most of our fundraising money uh on the r&d um in, instead of uh, spending would, would on you the, yeah, investment, yeah.
0: would you say r&d is the biggest barrier to entry and probably the biggest challenge you had Founding meetup or or what's
2: yeah in, indeed indeed it, well I'm not I'm not saying bad things about other companies say they, uh a lot of startups actually choose a different path they choose to uh, to spend less money on especially for packaged goods because there is actually no big innovation behind it or if you really want to have a huge innovation you need to put money huge amount of money behind it say white cloud for example. They say yeah. there's a R R&D and innovation, but actually, if you look into that, there is, you will realize it's nothing really that big in terms of innovation. Uh, most of, most of the startups would choose this way. They would rather spend more money on the uh, education uh, or on the brand communication, uh, uh less startup would like to spend money on this. The creation of my... Past seven generations of the products was actually only the first step. We started to do R and D on the yeast side. I mean, on the enzyme uh, thing, and now yeah. uh, we also we are also studying how to how to activate the enzyme and uh, yeast to um, uh, to let it react on some other material to make the. Uh, uh, not the beer, but alcoholic drink, engineerable, if that is the word. I engineerable. Mean,
0: yeah. Is that to taste better uh, and be healthier? Um, is, that well, the, is that the differentiator? Well,
2: yeah. well I, I think it will be more cost efficient and we do not need any more uh, wheat or fruit to fermentate. We only engineer the cell to convert it to alcoholic beverages. Or other stuff but this is a huge investment uh also ahead of i'm also preparing for uh, the new round of the fundraising about that yeah
1: and according to your experience in the fast moving consumers goods and sector and according to the research you did for your company what do you think is the um, key to create a product that can be successful in this industry
2: the key of course, it's the market insight and the market insight comes from A, of course, your, your knowledge uh, about your judgment about the market. B, uh, very importantly, is the consumer's feedback. So a lot of, well, this is one of my, uh, my mistakes as well. I used, uh, I overrated my, my judgment on the market trend. So that's why I failed in the first three generations of products. And then I, 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 I turned the strategy onto, I mean, I, I over, and then I started to over put more weight on the consumer insight on the consumer's real, uh, feedback, uh, then I created the, the, the later four generation, uh, to, I think, especially for the founders, forget about, forget about your background. If you are a say experienced entrepreneur. Uh, or experienced uh, uh, expertise in person. Uh, forget about your background and uh, listen more to the consumer and do more research. Do not create uh, a huge amount of uh, trial products. Yeah. You, upgrade. you are not a huge company. You are not the FMCG companies.
0: So you cannot afford a big uh, mass production uh, if the result is not good. We've got time for sort of one, one final question. I want to ask, what's your one piece of advice to anyone wanting to launch uh, a successful FMCG product? Bearing in mind, I guess, the lessons you've learned and, and the stuff you've just talked about, about listening to, to customer insights and this sort of thing.
2: I think then a very important factor is the people. One piece of the advice is to trust young people, to trust young people even without the experience to trust young, smart, with a strong desire, people. That's, that's the, uh, the other thing. So a, you listen to your customer, especially the younger generation of the consumers, B you hire smart young people with strong desire.
0: Yeah, That's super interesting. I was just reading an article about early founders and what they're used to doing and that's sort of getting people on the bus, getting people off the bus, and getting people into the right seats on the bus.
2: Yeah, you you hire fast and then you fire fast. Sorry <laughs> it, 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 hurt. it sounds hard, <laughs> but it's very effective for the uh, startups actually. And well, the, um... the good things about hiring uh inviting the young people to join the team is because uh, first of all your products are are targeting at the same a uh, peer group, and then they will, they have a stronger uh, uh, capability of connecting the new things together, uh, like the um, older or more experienced people uh, who will prefer to stick with their experience and expertise and, and think that would be the, the, true, uh, the true philosophy for everything. It's not, for, it's not suitable for startups.
0: Well, sure, that's all we've got time for today, but thank you so much for joining us on Business, Business and Bubble Tea. Thank you. It was a great talk.